Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On April the 28th, 2019, from Coolidge, Arizona, the land of the Roadrunner. We have some things to do today. You're tuned in because you want to hear what they are. I can just tell by the vibrations that you really want to know what's going on today. The first thing is I have to get a commitment out of uh, Nolan and Mary about their memory work, <clears throat> how, 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 how they have done with it, how far along they are, or if they have started it all or not. And we need to have that uh, on public display. You're going to do it, right? Yes. All right. That's. I put it into my notes okay. on my phone, but I don't know if I've started in the right place with it. Uh, you would start in verse um, 22, halfway through verse 22, okay. and go down through um, verse 31. Okay. It's not a long passage at all, but I'm going to tell you something. If you read this and read it and read it and and then read it again, you know, morning, noon, and night, you just read it for a while until you get the feel of it. Uh, We're talking about, folks, Acts chapter 17, which we have uh, Nolan and uh, Mary have committed to memorizing this and bringing it to a morning uh, message. Uh, This will be the most powerful five-minute sermon ever preached. I, I and don't add anything to it. I, yeah, I, well, okay, and uh, also uh, I, I do, I will memorize it with her, but like I explained last week when we were in private, Mary is, a, Mary is trained for this. She's educated for she She has will be when she gets done with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, do, I really do look forward to, to, to seeing her recite this with the kind of power and intensity that you're requesting. That's right. I'm, I'm, however you do it will be perfect, but I'm looking for you to the best that you can do with how you feel about the text, not how I think you ought to feel. That is, that's yours. That's what we call intuitive intelligence. And you have it, and it will develop it. Memory work is a tremendous discipline. It is a healer of a lot of problems that people have later in life because they've never committed to the discipline of memorizing. Memorizing just expands your knowledge beyond what you've actually memorized. It is a powerful tool, and we need to do more of it. I have, uh, I have my mother's Bible her last Bible before she died, and she always wrote down all the memory verses in the front, and this was just her last session, but all the front empty covers are all filled with her memory verses. 
And of course, we were brought up memorizing. You know, that was part of our discipline. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. And so you you have to read it and read it, and a feel for it won't come for a while, and then. Um, then you need to break it down to memorize, you know, a line at a time, a sentence at a time, and then go over it. And when you can get all, and it's only ten verses, I think. It's it's not a long, it's not a long, and it takes about three minutes to read it if you read it slow. It'll take you five minutes to recite it probably. And when you're done, we're done. Did did they get to use the Traxler, you know, Exacto knife version? Oh, they can use any. Oh, by the way, you need to choose a version a version that you're comfortable with, King James or New American Standard. But don't try some off-breed thing, because people won't tune into it. You know, if you change the wording, you've lost half of your audience. So you hey, need. Tell me the verse to verse again, please. You you've done it. Um. <clears throat> okay, twenty-two to thirty-one. It's twenty. Two, halfway through verse 22, and it ends on uh, verse. Thirty-one. Ten verses. So through thirty-one. Then, yeah, right. through thirty-one. I started too early. I need to get rid of that. I started with seventeen when. Oh. But Paul didn't start this message until 22. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you don't need to say those introductory terms because we're after just his content. And I'll work with you any way I can, but uh, you can do it as a duet, uh, do it singularly, but um, uh, it it may take you two months, you know, whatever it takes because it's worthwhile doing the memory work. You'll never, when you go back, in ten, back, you know, in 10 years out, you're going to look back, and you will never forget this time when you memorize this piece of scripture. You'll never forget it. Now, you may forget all the words, or some of the words. It's very important. There is something that you learned about a text from memory work that you can't get from reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it. But when you commit it to your memory, it's through the memory that things enter into your heart. And we're going to be discussing that along the way too. You don't learn it from your mind. It comes from your heart. That's where we want want it to go. Now, and a lot of people don't do this. You know, a lot of folks don't do anything. It's hard. Um, you can't be lazy, mental, intellectually lazy. So that's one thing we wanted to cover today. Secondly, I want you to look at your charts on the, the mind and the heart, just briefly, because uh, this is just a little add-on to where we're going. But it's very pertinent to where we are in chapter 16 and 17, because a lot of the mind and a lot of the heart are in these passages, and we haven't dealt with them before, but it's time for us to do it now as we go a little bit at a time. You can't take too much of it at once. I want you to start with one idea. You, This is nothing new, nothing new at all to most of you, but you need to realize that everything that exists 
comes into three levels of consciousness. One, the non-conscious world. Can you give me an example? Yes, Nolan. No, no, no. No, not him at all. I said non-conscious. What would you give it as an example? Something non-conscious. A rock. A rock. Did you, what did you say? You said Nolan. No, no. Okay. A rock. Okay, a rock. No, non-conscious. Uh, the earth is non-conscious. Then there is, the next level up is consciousness. Give me an example. Mm, an animal. An animal. All animals have consciousness. And um, they're conscious in some way of all of their environment, which the mind is only conscious of things in its immediate environment that it takes in by the five senses, and a conscious animal has those five senses. Third one belongs only to man, and it's the reason that only a man can be reasoned with and have revelation from God sent to him, and that is he is self-conscious. You never see a rat worrying about whether it's got clothes on or not. I've never had any way. And I've seen a lot of rats. Some of them are people. But we used to have two, two, uh, we used to have a, two buildings, a garage and a chicken house. And in between there was about a five or six foot runway. It was screened off. And it, there, there, were, there was a way for the chickens to get into, in, into that area. But at nighttime, you'd go out there and you'd see the rats running back and forth because they were going into the chicken house to get the chicken food. You know, I've seen lots of rats. But they've never been concerned about how they look. They don't, they're not concerned about how they speak. Don't, they're not concerned about anything. They have no sense of self-consciousness. Now, you can, <coughs> you can train them in some elementary things. <coughs> but generally speaking, they have no concern about self-consciousness. Only man is self-conscious. God made man self-conscious for a reason, because man is responsible for his conduct and for how he accepts and responds to God's revelation through the five senses that are reflective of his consciousness. Man is conscious because God is conscious. I was going to say, isn't that covered somewhat in the creation account? Yes. We have in our first, if you have the page there that was passed out this morning, the neglected choice of education. And we're, we're thinking this in terms of uh, we're all educated by our five senses um, through that. But the real need is to be educated in our heart. The education of the heart is primary, and that's the thing that we have neglected the most, and our people suffer from the lack of knowledge about the heart issue. So we're going to focus on that, but first of all, we're going to establish the position of the mind. It's the exposure to and the awareness of all input that comes through the senses. It's the reasoning faculty. Um, the reasoning faculty uh, has the great capability of accepting input 
and processing that input. And that's the evidence, as Nolan has suggested, of our consciousness, self-consciousness in how we've defined it earlier today. And we're just going to look at two points this morning in this list on the mind side. The mind can become depraved. Now, I've, these are put in here. The, the word mind is, is, is only used these, this, these many times. Um, if there is a place where it's used, and I'm not talking about nous, uh, 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 that, that's a Greek word for mind. If it's used anywhere else, I don't know where it is. But this is the only time that the mind is used as, as the tool by which we gather input. And one thing that, if, so the, these are listed according to how they are found in the scripture, except for the last two or three, we had to juggle them uh, because of the length. We had to move them around a little bit. But the first one is found in Romans 28, that God gave some folks over to a depraved mind. They weren't that way to begin with, and so that's an immediate uh, critique of Calvinism, is that they were not that way to be, because God gave them over to what they were practicing because they had practiced it so long. So he just said, all right, just go that way. Go that way. It can become depraved. It isn't that way to begin with. But it has the capability, whenever it resists what is right, whenever it resists the truth, whenever it resists responding to the truth, it, has, it begins to develop and put into chain reaction this idea of depravity. It doesn't begin all at once. It begins as we reject knowledge and we reject our response to that knowledge. We become depraved. We can become depraved. When God gives us over to it, as he did to the Gentiles in chapter 1, he's dealing with the Gentiles in chapter 1 of Romans. Um, he's dealing with the people who have just um, just not paid any attention, not been sensitive to the signs, to the evidence, and they become hardened to it. And you can become hardened when you hear what's right and then you don't do anything with what's right. And that's a means of becoming a, and developing a depraved mind. Number two, it can become renewed. Oh, now that, does that sound like Calvinism to you? No, each one of these things is going to be a denial of any element of Calvinism. It can become renewed. That's Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 2. Be renewed, and he puts it into your, your capability. You uh, do not be conformed to this world. You can have that choice, but be transformed through the renewing of the mind. And that's the word noose there for mind. So your mind can be renewed. You have to make a choice. It is a, a, it's a choice of disposition that I want to be this way. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be um, depraved. I don't want to continue on, continue on in a depraved relationship, particularly with God or with truth or with ideas or with thinking. But I want to have my, my mind renewed. That's a capability that rests within every single human being. That's enough of that for today. You can see we've got a long ways to go. 
I'm not sure how long it will take us to go through that. Now let's go to our text in, in Acts in chapter 17. And the reason I break is because, you know, we, we've been talking now about 15 minutes, and that's just about the extent of what people can pay attention to. You know, when Alex had that parsing up, though, David, the renewing and the of your that's in our text here, it's not in the original language. Renewing mind. The, the mind, yeah, that's right. And yeah. with, with, renew, mind. with renewing being a noun. When you see the four nines like that. It is a noun. It was, that was added. That's edited in to make the sentence uh, flow. To make it more readable. And that's, but but it, it takes away. It takes away. Instead of adding to. Yes, right. Well, it waters well, it down, and it shouldn't be. That's right. So where did you, you, did you want to go anywhere else with that? No. Okay. No, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, to be transformed is also passive. But I don't know, perhaps there's something in the, sometimes in the Greek, the endings for the passive and in the middle voice Well, the reason the it's in the passive is because it's your mind that you have to be passively okay. responding to, and your mind is active, the, or, or okay. the renewing is an active voice. That does right? make sense. You see that? Got it. See, that's how they're working together. Okay. I mean, aren't, aren't we all subject to the same right and wrong? Yeah. Well, we are through revelation, if all those who are uh, make God's revelation to us uh, available to them. So be, be transformed is, um, then he tells us the active force in doing that is by the renewing of, of the mind. The mind. So the mind is very critical in making transformation. Metamorphosis is it looks like a you know transliteration. Well, it it actually is the transliteration of that word. Be, be meta. How how would you say that in English? Uh, meant to be meta. How did you say it? You said it right. Metamorphosis. Yeah, metamorphosis. Yeah, that's that's really the anglicized uh, anglicized pronunciation of that word. So. Uh, and, and do so though, it's not going to be happen. It's not going to happen. You have to, you have to set it up for that to happen, and it's done by the mind. So, the mind is a key point. Point here, isn't it? Mind is very key. Okay. Anything else? A good comment. In good the comment. in the context of the whole verse, that's not world. That's age. Too. And, oh, that's right. We can't we can't go dragging that into our own time. Well, necessarily, probably here, uh, be not conformed to the world. Uh, in Romans chapter two, he's talking about uh, he's introducing, um, you know, he's, he's talking about the conflict between the Jews and Gentiles in this whole book, and I think here probably the idea of age is whatever age it is. Now. Um, but particularly, if you want to be, you know, specific about it, he would say, "Don't be conformed to the Jewish age." Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't say that. No, it, it is specific, though. It is very specific, as, as you know, yeah. noted by the article. Yeah. 
And he tells us how it's to be done. Um, so there are some things that we can do with our mind, some things we can't. We cannot change the covenant. So that's why I'm hesitant in, in embracing that as including the, that particular, a very singular, constricted definition of the word age there. Because there are some things you, you do not change by how you think. Because it has to be by how God thinks. And that would be in passive voice. This is an active voice. So, okay. Good, good son. Um, <laughs> what's she saying? That's okay. Well, she's uh, a little bit confused still. Um, oh, okay. Well, let's get that out. Well, I love that comment by saying that clarified something for me, but then also confused something for me. When you said, you know, that it's, it's passive, but it's also active because you are renewing your mind. And when you say, you know, that's the active part, you're renewing your mind, right? Well, that's the active part, but the other word is in the passive voice. Not that word, but the other word. To be transformed means that there has to be a, confirm, a, a conforming agent. And that conforming agent is in the active voice, which is the mind. Am I clear or not clear? The only clear, but when you say you are renewing your mind, what I'm wondering is, because when you say you, what is you? Is it your heart? Is it your is it your soul? And all of that is connected. You know what I mean? You're renewing your mind. Your heart, your mind is renewing your mind, you know. <laughs> your heart is renewing your mind. Your soul is remo- well, renewing Another your thing mind. that Alex brought out in the text, he's going much further into this than what I had anticipated, <laughs> but, which is Sorry. healthy. No, but you see, the, the your isn't in there. It's just the mind. The mind. The mind. Isn't that the way it is? Yeah, it's not of your, it's just the renewing the mind. Renew the mind. And the mind is how we have defined. I've taken that word noose. Um, okay. that, that it looks like a looks like a v o o s, but it's noose. And uh, that's the word we're defining here in this chart. That's the very word, and it's only used twelve times in the Bible. So, it's it's the all the all the information that comes through the five senses. That the mind kind of gathers and rationalizes and does something with it. So that's what that means. So it's a general principle for human minds. It's a general idea for yeah. the human mind. Right. Is, it, is mind here, is that a, a, in a corporate sense? The you is always referring to the, uh, well, to the, the group, the church that he's talking to here. You see, the, the two, the, the two there is... Um, uh, masculine, but it's singular. Both the article and the noun mind are both singular. Mm-hmm. So that's why they've added the of your mind. But the Im- implication is that your is plural, but it's not plural. It's singular. <laughs> he's talking about the mind, and I think he's thinking about the mind of anybody that gets into this process. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that your really confuses things. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, we, we don't shy. Okay. We, we don't shy away from questions here. Don't, it's okay to not not get something. That, that helps a lot. Okay. Well, and you think about it, it may not remain clear. So just bring it up again. Um, <clears throat> so in verse 18, uh, that we're gonna we're gonna ask, our text begins in verse 22 today, but I, I want to go back and pick up two things, and that is in verse 18. Uh, what could this uh, babbler say? And it's interesting that I don't believe I brought out last week that this word babbler is the, is the word meaning uh, seed gatherer. <laughs> seed collector. And it's, it's speaking of a bird that picks up scraps in the marketplace or fallen seeds in the field a chatterer who gathers scraps of knowledge and repeats those things. And that's the word that he uses here. Interesting. A seed gatherer who picks up all these little insignificant pieces along the way and then compiles them to one story and then presents it as a whole. And they're calling him a babbler, thinking that, well, he's a seed picker. That's what they're calling him, is a seed picker. And that's the definition in the term. A seed picker. A loafer. It, it wasn't complimentary? Not complimentary. No. Just one who gathers a little bit there and a little bit here and puts it together as a whole and then presents it as a whole and sways people by it. We, we have to be careful about that. I, I've just... Picking up a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there, and then we get it all compiled together, and we think we've got a big picture, and all we've got is a whole bucket full of fragments. That's all. You know, no, nothing cohesive. And that, they were really saying that of him, that what he had was, was not cohesive. He was like a bird. And the Greek word actually includes the word crow, like a crow. Picking up here, piece it up, seed there, here, seed there, seed somewhere else. Well, Paul goes from being deeply distressed about seeing all these idols, right? Yeah. To uh, almost taking a lighthearted, you know, approach when he begins his text. When he gets down Doesn't to he? I can see you're deeply religious. Oh, he goes yeah. from being deeply distressed to... Uh, some lighthearted comedy at the beginning. You know, but isn't that the way that you begin to win people? Yeah. He knew his audience. He knew his audience. And he... he it's just amazing. There is so much, you guys, to learn from memorizing this thing. Let me go on. In verse 20... And by the way, I, I want to say that I don't remember. Uh, I won't go there. Anyway, in verse 20, 
uh, you see, you, you continue importing into our hearing some things presently strange and foreign. And uh, we, we are resolved to personally, individually know and experience these, that these certain, these certain things are progressively intending to be. That's kind of a literal, literal aspect of that verse, and it's kind of confusing to me. But he is, he is saying that those people, Luke is saying in his authorship here, he is saying that these people are saying that we want to know what is being said so that we can develop our part of intelligence. And I think that they're introducing the very thing that we're talking about in mind and heart. Yeah. They're looking they're looking for something looking for some more seeds to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to verse twenty two. Those those are just a couple of extra things. Um Paul Paul being he stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, and so this is where your memory work would begin. You men of Athens. By the way, you know, I'm using the King James, but you have to use either the King James or I would say the New American Standard. Um, you men of, Gal- uh, you men of uh, Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very, very religious. What do you think about that? Well, I don't think people today put religion and superstition in the same category, unfortunately. Yeah, superstition is probably not the right translation. It should be our word for religious is a whole, a whole lot more accurate. Yeah. It just means uh, thinking about gods and gods and gods and that's religion. Um, Hinduism and Buddhism and Rosicrucianism and Calvinism and all of these things are very, very religious. And the people who embrace those things are very, very religious people. Now, we don't knock the religious aspect of it. Our difference is, as Christians, we embrace only revealed knowledge as the basis of our religion. Mm-hmm. That's the difference, isn't it? There is no other difference. Re- revealed and confirmed. Revealed and confirmed. Good addition. So, you men of Athens, in all things, I perceive you very over religious. You've got more religious, more religion than you really ought to have, and that you certainly don't deserve having this much. <laughs> and then he goes on in verse 23 Could we dealt with that a little bit last week but in verse 23 then uh, for as I pass by and by the way when you guys recite this go slow it only takes three minutes to get through this sermon and everybody's going to be too happy if you end in three minutes and go for at least five you got to slow it down be more deliberate. 
put a lot of emphasis to it? Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you may, people will blink and you'll be done. <clears throat> For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, <coughs> and that's your, your object of devotions. Actually, the Greek word is their object of worship. I found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. And you know, you're going to have to say that just right. And there's a pause. There's a pause. I've seen this inscription to the unknown God. Probably a 30-second pause to give you time to have a drink. <laughs> might need one at that point. You might. You may be getting really nervous. <laughs> Whom, therefore, you ignorantly worship, I declare a I declare unto you. I'm confusing my translations here. I will declare unto you, or I do declare. I announce to you. That pause is so important there. Just wait. Wait for his audience to come. You know, he's standing on Mars Hill, and when he says that, you know, you can just see these people moving a little bit closer. A little bit closer. Mm -hmm. And it's not a big hill, by the way. It's not a big hill. It's just between between Athens, the 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 um, main part of the city, and the Parthenon, which is up here, and Mars Hill was a small knoll hill between where the people gathered and where the Parthenon was, and you could walk up there. Easily, and he was standing up on top of that, facing the crowd, and you could just see him as he is waiting uh, after he has said what he has just said, and waiting, and the people start moving in, start moving in. Is that uh, is that are any of those statues still there? They were not when I was there, okay. but they had replicas. Oh, okay, they did. Everything. Yeah. And was, you, you could walk up, and, but very few. But was the unknown God there? You know, I don't remember that. Okay, that was 35 years ago. I can't. My mind doesn't go back that well, far. Well, you must have been 90 then. I was 90 then, and it's been getting worse ever since. So you can see this. I'm going to take area. you out and whoop you. <laughs> you can see the area from the water. Oh yeah. You can look up and see it. It's incredible. From it, the modern kind of city to the you can. spots in that Mars Hill right in front of there. Boy down on the water on the waterfront. Boy they got great seafood restaurants. Neil, was the yeah. ship able to go on that passage of water? It looks like a canal or a super big canal, right? Or or no. I, I was just as a matter of fact the 
I think we we had to we couldn't go anywhere near the land. We had to anchor out, as they call it. Yeah. And you take little boats into town. They don't want you that close. Especially a warship. Is Mars Hill that red dot as compared to the rest of Athens? No, I remember seeing the water thing. Yeah, so that's looks like a movie is. set. Yeah, well, you'll notice the, the, between the Parthenon, yes, is Areopagus here. There it is. They're right together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> it's just a few hundred yards. So we need a backdrop, Greg, of that of that picture on the screen when they're doing their... Yeah. Now <laughs> we're really entering into it. Yeah, yeah we are. We'll probably do that. Well, I know you can't. There's nothing makeup in this thing now. <laughs> Now, well. now, when he gets all of their attention, here's what I've seen, folks. And what I've seen tells me that there's something that you need to know. Mm. You're ignorantly, without knowledge, reverencing something that you know nothing about. And you can just sense that in his voice, there is a sense of deep, deep um, hurt, because they don't know this unknown God. And this is the one I came to declare to you. God that made the cosmos. That's the God. That's the God. They had a lot. And they had a lot. Look at the, the hole. But the thing that... The hole up there, he explained that, H.L. It's article. It's an article, but it's... Uh, I, I'm not quite with you. It's not. describing the, the, the maker. The God, the maker. The, the one who makes. The God, the one who makes. Right. There, and, of course, the double article there is for emphasis sake. This is the one that made the world. The word create is not used here because he's, making a, he's talking about all of the things of order, all the systems of the universe. Um. And the process of creation all comes under the word for made here. This is not a normal word. We don't find this word in uh, a lot of places. Of course, um, Alex is going to check me out on that. You see, it's very... Look at all the words that down below yeah, yeah. that they put in there. See, it's, a, it's a not an easy word to pinpoint. So, the God, but the, the, one, the one who made, put together, place the order in the world, in the cosmos, and all things. In punctiliar fashion, too. Arrowist. Is that right? It's Eros, yeah. Eros, yep. So at, at, um, at some time in the past, he's, he's done this, put it all together, and... Uh, this is the one uh, of heaven and of earth being Lord. Now, 
You cannot say that in Acts chapter 17 that this time when he uses heaven and earth that he's talking about Jerusalem and Palestine. Mm -hmm. He's not there. That's not where he is. Mm -hmm. So the preterists have gone off the end in making every time heaven and earth refer to covenant Israel, they're, they're in error. He, the one who made everything and all things, and uh, including the heaven and the earth, is the Lord. Yeah, that's, that's who he is. And he's, he's uh, made with things with hands, but he's not dwelling in things. I mean, I mean he's made. <laughs> he's not dwelling in things made with hands. Why, why would God choose to build a temple? And, of course, Paul's not done yet. But leave that as itself. He is not going to be dwelling in temples made with hands. And I don't care what the premillennialists do about building some temple in Jerusalem, whether it's the Zionists or the Mormons or whoever have a plan to build a temple in Jerusalem, and I guess some of them have already begun, um, God is not going to come and dwell there. Why would he dwell there? Why would God restrict himself? Could God restrict himself? Well, I suppose he could. He he placed in the temple his representation. He says, my name shall be there. He never said, I will be there. But he said, my name, my character, who I am will reside there. Let's close, folks. It's been a good day. We have a long ways to go. Let's be committed to sticking with it till we see the end. In Christ's name we pray, amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.